Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. This is your first time listening. Hey, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to my podcasting partner and co-host, Patrick, from Polstering Press for this great studio. Hey, Patrick. Oh, hey, Mark. I didn't see you there. You didn't see <laughs> me. On. I'm right here, right <laughs> over your shoulder. How are you? I'd like you to meet Tara Jones. Hi, Tara, Tara, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're the owner. Uh, I, I love this name, Patrick. Yep. Eat this, shoot that. <laughs> now, I want you, you to want guess, guess what she does. Yeah, eat guess. this, shoot that. Yeah. Um, eat this, shoot that. And it's, is it related to hunting? Uh, is it, is it is no. You don't know a no. bow hunter? Think photo safari. <laughs> photo safari. Yes. So you have to eat what you shoot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shoot what you eat? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know. love it. Yeah. She is, um, she's got a great business that I just heard about, uh, which is, um, we have a lot of tourists in the region. Mm -hmm. And so they will come and you take them on food tours and food slash photography tours. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Just yeah, simple. it's kind of like a pub call, pub crawl, but with restaurants. Hmm. Oh, nice! Yeah. And what I have a thousand questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I have at least a thousand questions. Oh. This is going to be really fun. Uh, so, the way you came on my radar was, we all of a sudden in Santa Barbara have these cruise ships mm -hmm. parked mm -hmm. in our harbor. Yeah. that are massive floating hotels. <laughs> and um, I won't get into the politics of any of that because <laughs> I know that a lot of our revenue comes from, from tourism, and th mm -hmm. that's a really good thing. But what I was curious about was where the trickle-down is to, to entrepreneurs that have small businesses. And as I poked into that, I found that um, if you drive by the harbor when a, when a boat is in they boats these hotels. <laughs> the laying down uh, building. Yes. The reclining um, yeah. building that's floating through the, the, the channel. Um, they have <laughs> shuttle boats that bring them out. And there's uh -huh. thousands of people. I mean, sure. it's like oh, a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. And there's this line of services there, things for them to do. And one of them is you. Yes. Right? Yes. So tell me about that. How did you start yeah. this? So I started this company five years ago, okay. and uh, five years ago, I was living on unemployment, like probably half the country was, mm. and I had lost my job in advertising, which was fine. I'd kind of hit the ceiling where I was at anyway, and then the recession hit, and I just thought, well, I mean, it's only a matter of time before I lose my job. Friends everywhere across the country were losing their jobs, and it wasn't just their jobs. The whole companies were folding. Magazines right. were shutting down. Studios right. were closing. So I took a year off and I took the money I'd made and I traveled the U.S. I just wanted to see what was out mm. there and see what was available to me. And, you know, I mean, when you're out of a job and you have <laughs> your degree is in photography, <laughs> it's that's a little rough, a little scary. So I thought I'm just going to search far and wide. And if I find nothing, OK, fine, I found nothing. But if I find something great, maybe it's just time for a life change. I'm open to that. I'm in my late 20s at the time, so I thought I have nothing to lose. So um, I did. I, I traveled everywhere, found nothing, came back to Santa Barbara. <laughs> 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 you 
it's hard. It's hard. People don't understand this. It's hard to go out into the rest of the world when you live in paradise, right? And be impressed, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit yeah. sad out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio, kind of a weird, kind of weird state. When come Shout in. out to Ohio. Hey, no. hey, Ohio. Go <laughs> Buckeyes. I'm just saying, guys. like no, you, I, yeah. you drive around some strip malls and you're like, oh, this is. Where's your beach? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's very much like that Drew Carey show. Yeah. It's a little sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I came back and I thought, I'm just going to try everything. And whatever sticks, great. And whatever doesn't stick, I'm not going to worry about it. And so I tried a lot of things and then I... Uh, I want to know some of those things. Well, one of the things kind of helped birth Eat This, Shoot That. So I started photo um workshops Mm. and it was for people who at the you know the height of things before the recession had bought these fancy cameras didn't know how to use them and um you know maybe just needed a lesson and they couldn't afford to hire a photographer anymore to do the family portraits or shoot their own wedding or whatever who cares Mm -hmm. and so i held these little workshops and i designed out these little booklets little pocketbook guides to keep and it was selling out like crazy every time. Mm, mm. And it was just on the weekends. And in the meantime, I was doing just little side jobs, whatever I could get. Um, graphic design, photography, did not care. And um, those classes were going so well, people were asking me to do more. And I said, well, you know, what are you interested in? And some people said, you know, weddings or whatever. And I thought, oh, my God, I just got out of doing weddings because prior to doing advertising, I was shooting weddings for eight years. If you're a photographer, if you if you even <laughs> remotely look like a photographer, <laughs> you have a friend getting married that wants you to not come to the wedding to enjoy the wedding. Oh, yeah. But to come take pictures. Yeah, you're getting sucked in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you've been to five weddings, you've literally seen them all. And so, that's our quote for the show. <laughs> in 1995, I was a I was working for a company that did videography for weddings in Los Angeles, and we felt like we had all five. We felt like mm-hmm. we could we could identify each of those weddings into a category. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> was like, oh, this is the one. You're the Martha Stewart wedding. Got it. Yep. Okay, and you're the yeah. Yeah, you're the burlap and lace wedding. Got burlap. it. Burlap. Yeah, <laughs> you're the mason jars with candles. In. No, we got it. Yeah, yeah the tr- my daughter is a been a wedding planner for 12, 13 years, oh. and uh, then had our grandson and took a couple years off, but now is back in doing that. Mm-hmm. So she works on the periphery of that whole world, and uh, she's gonna love this that there's only five. Which one do you want, burlap and lace, or yeah, those are. So you went, so yeah. you went from there. So you tried. There were a lot of people asking for the more workshops. But I'm curious on this entrepreneurial bit because you went to Brooks Institute, and those who don't know, Brooks Institute headquartered here in Santa Barbara for not anymore. Right. Right. But for many, many years produced thousands of world-famous photographers, Mm -hmm. some of the best in the world, Mm -hmm. are proud to say they are Brookies, which is what we call them, the Brookies. Still. Um, Very much so. Very much so. A huge big thing that happened here in Santa Barbara. Um, yes. I know it, when I had little kids, uh, I would be approached by Brookies. Who's, I need to do a kid photograph. <laughs> your kid is, you know, I have, I don't know how many photos I've got for, for yeah. that. So, but that, and then you did advertising and mm-hmm. where did the entrepreneurial, I mean, so the extreme drives you towards this, right. but you weren't trained as as an entrepreneur, you didn't take any business classes. How did that? I wasn't. So I, 
I grew up in a household of entrepreneurs. And oh, okay. There my it is. There grandparents it is. on both sides of um, uh, both sides were entrepreneurs. I mean, I just come from a long line of business owners. And mm. I would say it's that we have the entrepreneurial bug, but really I think the truth is <laughs> nobody wants to have us as an employee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We all function that's, a lot better as our own bosses. <laughs> that's me. I'm, I make a terrible employee. I'm awful. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. So, so okay, you had that going for you. Did you, Would you call, now was it your parents or would you call your grandparent when you had a business question? Parents. Parents. Parents, yeah. My grandparents aren't really around anymore, the okay. ones that were in business, but um, definitely my dad. My Your parents dad. owned, gosh, I want to say at the height, they had about seven different businesses no going. Kidding. Yeah, and they're 36 years of business. They're just now getting out of the last one, and uh, one of my brothers is taking over as kind of the Okay, so so you, there was you had a support system to help in that. Absolutely. So you're you're doing workshops and that's fun, but it's a bit of a grind because it's the marketing to get people yeah, in. I and mean, yeah, it's fun, it's fine, but this is not it. Like I knew I could do more. It was just mm. a matter of kind of waiting out this recession too. Right. So it was like, okay, let's just ride this and then let's see where this goes. And one of my good friends that I've known for ever since kindergarten, she had a food tour in East Boston. Mm. And she mm. had told me, she goes, listen, this is the next thing in travel. Like, mark my words, this is going to be uh -huh. it. This uh -huh. is where it's uh -huh. going. People uh -huh. aren't traveling for, you know, the beaches or the whatevers. They're traveling for food. They want the culture. They want the food. They want the insider's perspective. This is where you should take this. And she was like, just think about it. And I said, you know that my parents spent a lot of money um, for me to go to Brooks. <laughs> if I don't use that degree, I'm going to feel so guilty. And my parents oh. kept telling me, you oh. don't have to. It's okay. We get it. The recession is hard. It's gnarly. Whatever. Like, do whatever makes you happy, right. makes right. you money. We don't care. And I, But I just couldn't. I was like, no, my gosh. And me personally, I put in so many years worth of hard work there. I wasn't about to just throw that out the window. Well, and you like taking pictures, don't you? Yeah, I love taking yeah. photos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. who doesn't love art? But right. let's get real about this. This is right. a, a tough market. So I thought, you know what? What if I could, like, let's just stop putting, um, you know, guidelines on myself here. Like, what if I just dreamed really big? And like, what would I want to get paid to do? I love drinking wine. I okay. wonder if somebody would pay me to drink wine. <laughs> okay. And I love taking photos. And I wonder if somebody would pay me to take photos. And I, I love eating um, new foods and getting to know the owners of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. it always makes me feel mm -hmm. really special. Mm -hmm. And what are all those things that I love to do? Yeah. How could I get somebody to pay me to do this, or do it with them, or whatever? And I love teaching. I love teaching. I found out doing those workshops that that was definitely um, a strength I had, and I didn't even know it. But I really enjoy helping people and um, giving them some sort of skill and then um, helping them create something. So in the midst of all of this, doing yep. these workshops, yep. I get a call from City College, and they said, hey, <laughs> we heard you're doing these workshops. You're getting some of our students. <laughs> oh. Why don't you come over here and teach? So oh, really? I did. So I taught for them for three years in their photo department. And I loved it. 
I totally loved it. And just watching these students really get it and then go do something with it. And then a lot of them turned out to be photographers and they're still doing it to this day, Mm, which is mm, so mm, great. mm. And uh, I, but I always had this little side hustle idea of like, okay, it's now or never, you got to do this food tour thing. Cause what if she's right? And it is the next thing in travel. And you're going to you, miss the boat. Right. Someone else is going to get this. Right. And so. Uh, Which is an experience that I think a lot of people have regularly where they, they, they look at a company that's doing exactly what they dream they could do. And they're like, God, how long have they been doing this? Oh, three years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely have been thinking about this <laughs> for more than three years. <laughs> right. yeah. What was I thinking? Why didn't I just, if I had started six months before them, mm-hmm. I would be them. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, with a business like this, there's little overhead when you get started. You literally have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Mm. Like, you have very little skin in on the game. So it's like, who cares if it doesn't work out? The barrier to entry is nothing. Yeah, So exactly. tell, me, tell me about the very first tour. Very first tour. <laughs> so the very first tour. How did you let people know you, you were going to do it? You take friends out on that first tour. You take tour. friends out? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. no dummy. I'm not bringing strangers in <laughs> no. just yet. <laughs> the beta test. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How so many? So I invited about eight friends. Okay. And one of them was a professional photographer friend of mine who went to Brooks with me. Okay. And uh, I said, I'm going to need some photos because I'm going to need something to show that I you know what I do and then we got a trial run this and you guys give me your honest opinion feedback what do you think and they had a lot of great feedback and to be honest <laughs> I don't even know no one's listening that's okay no yeah one right to the show. <laughs> I had never been on a food tour before ever been oh. on tons of tours traveled oh. a lot growing okay. up but so was that a benefit because you weren't doing any I'm of the like, you is. weren't doing the five weddings yeah yeah I kind right. of it, what I learned from Brooks was when you got an assignment, don't look up the work that's been uh-huh. done before because it will box mm. you in and you will not make it your own. When I was teaching photo at UCSB, we used to pull out the IV calendar and we would hold it up and we would say, <laughs> every photo in this calendar has already been taken. Mm-hmm. You do not, These are all off limits. You can't yeah. take a picture of a surfer. You can't take a picture of a homeless person <laughs> that looks sympathetic. You can't take a picture, you know, like you can't take a picture of a bunch of people on a balcony. You can't, t- like we had a right. list of all the things you shouldn't take pictures of sunsets are out it's done we're good (laughs) we're good we got all the ones we could ever need yeah Yeah. find something new yeah so i thought you know what i i don't i'm not the person who when i travel i like to take tours so this needs to be the tour that Uh, doesn't feel like a tour Uh, i hate tours yeah Uh, i hate being a tourist i hate being a tourist yeah least favorite thing so we make it really clear when they come on the tour it's not like a tour you're going to be hanging out with us for three hours. We're very friendly. We're very personal. We want you to feel like you're hanging out with friends who are showing you the neighborhood, just like as if you actually had friends in this city. And some do. Some are coming with friends and some are not. Um, But I didn't want it to feel like you're a student and that's always how you feel when you're on a tour. You almost feel like you're a student and you have to pay attention and you have to follow the rules and there are very little rules on this tour. The only rule we have is shoot first, eat second, hmm. opposite of our name. <laughs> Give everybody a chance to shoot the food. And then after that, I don't care what you do. Eat it. Don't eat it. Take more photos. I don't care. I want you to have a really good time. I want you to feel like you live here. So do whatever you would do when you go to a restaurant. So we make this very um, comfortable and uh, at the end of these tours, a lot of times we're getting hugs. <laughs> we get a oh, lot I of hugs. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, you, you've said we're five times. Who's the we're? 
We, uh, we is my staff, myself, my other tour guides. So it's, uh, how many tours a week do you do? Right now, during the slow season, we're running Thursday through Sunday. But in the peak seasons, we're running six to seven times um, days a week and then multiple tours a day. And what do you depends. charge your tour guides to be able to be uh, to go along on these tours and get to have all the food bought? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? It's I, like the best job in the world. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, my God. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about your job description, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> That's like everybody's like, so what you're saying is I just to get to go out to lunch for a job right. and talk about meet cool new people and talk about the place I live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't get to eat every single thing no. that's out there, yeah. but there's almost almost always inevitably there's some leftover piece and people don't like to eat alone. And yeah. they feel really weird when they have this guide who's sitting with them, but not eating a little bit or drinking a little wine or whatever it is. So I always tell them, like, even if it's just a glass of water in your hand. People don't like to feel like you're just sitting there and staring at them. <laughs> so friends weird. wouldn't do that, right? No, are those, friends are those, do that. Are those French fries good? They look good. Are they good? <laughs> I bet they're good. I know they're good here. <laughs> they sound so crunchy. Do um, Are the restaurants lined up to get on the tour? Some of them, yeah. Yeah, some of them uh, have I would been think asking would be us smart. for years if they can be a part of it. And... Some were just so wow. oh my God. far wow. across town we couldn't include them, but a lot of them I'm telling them, you know what, hey, listen, we get a lot of requests for custom stuff. So we do our public tours. That's a set thing, set places, set menus, set times. Everything's the same. But when we do our custom experiences, it's um, sky's the limit. Whatever place you want to go in the neighborhood, we already know them, so we'll set it up for you. And so then we take them to these other places and then they feel even more special because it's not on our regular tour and it's like super insider look. And because we don't go to these places a lot, they treat us even more. They give us more of the VIP experience Mm. because they know that this is their one chance to get these people to come back. So in in uh, on Maui last time I was there, which is, you know, just a, a lovely place for tourism. Um, yeah. If you like <laughs> being a tourist, right. which I, I don't. Right. And so my wife, uh, who's one of the most uh, incredible uh, people at finding the place that I will actually like, mm. took me to a uh, what looked like a mechanic uh, back alley <laughs> and, uh, and took me to Sam Soto's, which is like this. Sam, oh, yes. The noodle place that's been yeah. there for, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. however many years. And it's just like just normal people eating normal food. But it was the best thing we ate the entire time we were there. So my question here is, and I've been, I've, I've, I almost thought about turning off the microphones for this, but um, <laughs> because I don't necessarily need it to be out in the world. But what, um, <laughs> where's that? Where's that? Like, really, you take somebody that when they're looking for the most off the track one, what do you take them for? Really off track food in town? Off track. Just like never, like like nobody goes here. The hidden gem. Are yeah, we, hidden gem. Are we talking on the tour? Or are we talking about when my friends come to town? Well, I, when well, your friends. <laughs> yeah, when your friends. <laughs> I mean, you're an expert in this, right? This is your I superpower, like so. right? Yeah. This is yeah, your so you superpower. Gotta go to, you got to go next level <laughs> right? when, it's, yeah, yeah. when it's grumpy friend. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So gr- grumpy friend. Nobody comes here and is grumpy. No. Uh, <laughs> so when my friends come to town, I will take them to the funk zone because yeah. the funk zone is still relatively new. It is yep. really cool. Yeah. Um, you, you can get a lot of stuff done without, without having yeah, to move the car. park once. Yes. Park once, walk a lot. Yeah. And... Uh, one of the places that I actually love featuring and we just started incorporating them into some of our custom tours is Shaloub. Mm-hmm. And a lot yes. of people think it's just a meat market or just a processing center or whatever. And then you walk in and it's this, you know, itty bitty store. 
but they have some of the best stuff. They have the best deals. You guys can get a petite filet there for $5. Mm-hmm. So, I mm-hmm. mean, that already is, like, pretty amazing. But what we've started doing on the tours is we get these little jerky bags because their jerky recipe it's is quite amazing. 100 years old. Hmm. It's been passed down through the generations in their family, and it's, yeah, it's really good. Do you take people to the farmer's market on Saturdays? We don't. You don't? No. Is that that hard to manage? I think it's a little tough to manage. Though You you all have been there. That's not a wide walkway once you factor in, like, one stroller. And they can't hear you. Yeah, they They can't can't hear hear you. you. (laughs) And they don't need a shopping bag for the rest of the day. They don't. It's it's something you can find. Yeah. The one on Tuesday on State Street's very findable. My goal for these tours is not to take you to State Street if I can help it. We visit huh. one place on State Street, and that's just so that it's easy to find us for us to start. Sure. And oh, then after right. that, you know where State Street is. You don't need my help finding that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the. We're only on question three. We have 997. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, um, let's talk about the, the tourists that come f- on the boats. Mm-hmm. Um, what unique challenges do they provide that are different than the people who are coming to Santa Barbara as a destination? Because this mm-hmm. isn't a destination for them. It's just a stop along the way. Right. Yeah, it's so one of many. What's the difference? So the difference here is, for us specifically, we have a contract with Princess, and we work with uh, Royal Caribbean on occasion, and then Holland America, I think, is our other one that comes maybe twice a year. And because we have that contract, we have to meet them right there at the boat. Do they sign up when they're on the boat? They do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they can even sign up online months in advance. Sure. And even if we didn't have a contract, it just makes sense to meet them at the harbor because they have no clue where they're going. How far away are we from everything? Exactly. And State Street isn't exactly, um, you know, within sight of where Sea Landing is. And so they come down this little gangplank, they get down to East Cabrillo Boulevard, and then it's like... uh, Now what? (laughs) Yeah. There's a sea of confused faces. (laughs) Because they're not facing anything that looks like tourist land. They're looking at the Best Western. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're right. looking at Stearns Wharf thinking that's part of the harbor. Yeah. And then um, there's that trolley pickup, but the line is like a mile long. So we meet them there. We extend our tour a little bit, and they actually get one extra tasting. We come with Santa Barbara Popcorn Company. How do you travel? Well, we love Christopher. Yes. We love Christopher. Love For Christopher. those of you that if you're in one of our 42 countries, you don't get Santa Barbara Popcorn. But but it's good. It's amazing. It's online. Wait, wait. Is so it online? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So uh-huh. you meet you meet them and hand them a tasting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they and get food right off the boom. Oh, yeah. And 5,000 five <laughs> people are, are standing going. in line waiting for the for the hot rod limo. Going, we picked uh, the wrong thing. What were we we hear that a lot. Do you? <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. yeah and I'm how like, do we, say, how do we get in on this VIP thing you're doing? And it's yeah. like, yeah, oh. it's, it's you missed the boat. So, so <laughs> oh, 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 there you go. There's a, the other T-shirt. You missed the boat. So wait, so you hand them a tasting, you hand them some popcorn, but then how do you travel them? How do you get them to we your walk. next place? You we walk. walk. So the yeah, whole thing is walk. The word walk toward. is in the thing, right? Okay. You no. walk. I mean, eat this, shoot that, and walk. 
(laughs) (laughs) So you walk. Yeah, so we walk. So we walk them through where the old Potter Hotel used to be, given the full history of Ambassador Park. We walk them through the neighborhood. There's a little um, set of stairs there in front of one of the condos that says Ambassador Sulphur Springs. Mm. A lot of people don't know it's back there, and it's kind of to mark where the Sulphur Springs used to be in the old Ambassador Hotel, which is what the Potter Hotel was right, at the end. Right. Love reading plaques. Read, yes. read a plaque. Yeah. Anytime you see one, read one. And then we take them through the train station and oh. kind of get them over that way. So That's great. Uh, I mean, not right now. So all that and then go over to the funk zone and you're done. Yeah, exactly. Start at Enterprise Fish Company so that at least they've got a mile marker. Like mm, something mm-hmm. so they know where they are. This is State Street. This is the bottom of it. Look up. You can see the rest of it. You do understand I'm just buying time until we start just going back and forth on the new the new restaurants in town and the ones that have, have gone away. You know I'm just <laughs> waiting for that. Because you're, you're about to enter that zone right there where it's yeah. like Lakita just opened up. And oh, it's yeah. like, what how, What do we feel about this? It's, man, that neighborhood Because you're a professional. Evolving. You're a professional restaurant. It's her girl. job. Yeah. It is my job. Yeah. It's uh, Our restaurant scene, I think, is changing faster than any other mm. Um, field around here with the exception of technology. Sure, sure. So, yeah, so it's surprising. The uh, Pacifico's Business Times did a an extensive article about the restaurant scene mm-hmm. last week because Aldo's is closed and Aldo's mm-hmm. had been around forever. Mm-hmm. And you look at the, the, the real estate costs and the the expense i mean there's a been a lot of churn yeah and um of established places established Mm -hmm. places and Mm -hmm. and what he's saying is because we don't have a lot of new people coming in right you got to play with the locals and the locals there's there's um there's not enough people to support all the restaurants that are so i would think when the boats aren't here you mean when yeah when the boats go that was the old you know, open a restaurant and it's like be on State Street so I get the tourist traffic. It was, yeah, when they're sure. not here, what do you do? Right. Right. Well, and I think a lot of tourists now are not going to State Street. They mm-hmm. have been there. Mm-hmm. That is oh. no, that is old news. They want to go oh. somewhere else. Here's here's my little pitch against or uh, uh, my little pitch for Santa Barbara. Um, we have we have landlords. We have tolerated landlords on State Street forfeiting small, unique boutique businesses mm-hmm. in exchange for the profit margins of a large um, corporation, national brand. But what that has done is that has turned State Street primarily into a walk in, an open-air mall right. that right. has the same stores that you can get at any, at, at the Ventura Mall. Right. Exactly. Um, and, you know, we lost, there was that deli that was down there where the Verizon store is now, and that deli was like renowned this the is Italian deli the Italian deli and, yeah. and people still I mean it's been gone for years and people still talk to me about the quality yeah. and importance yeah. of that yeah. deli as yeah. a as a an anchor for the rest of State Street right. you would go to that deli and then to a bunch of the other shops and and the landlords have gone for the profit of saying if I can make you know $16,000 a month for my tiny storefront mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do we're losing right now there's um, across from the Urban Outfitters we're losing the record shop Right. Little yeah. punk rock record store right. that's been there since, you know, the seventies or eighties, and you're like, This this is a bad they should have prioritized that because that shop is good for the other ten shops on that block. Yeah. And taking it away is it, we're gonna insert what, another tchotchke store that sells Chinese made um, you know, flip flops that, right. that, right. that go I on heard your Santa kitchen. Barbara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've right. we've got enough of those and they're not quaint. They're no. not charming. No, and nobody wants to go to State Street to find what they can find at home. 
Mm -hmm. That was the whole appeal of State Street. So, yeah, I think their profit margin probably went up for a while, but now it's not going to. There's there's more vacancies on State than there ever have been. Yeah. Yeah. And holding because, well, because the the landlords, again, are looking at it going, I can write down, I can write this off. Every every month I don't take in rent is a write-off for me. So that's fine, too. So the funk zone is this wonderful, I mean, that whole idea of Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. It's, what, less than five years old? Right, yes. it's something like that. It's not very About old. Four. For those who are not here, we had a, an industrial area that was between the freeway and the ocean, which is why we wanted to call it so free, so, so free, south of the freeway, so free. We should oh. have called it so free zone <laughs> or so free district rather than calling because the funk zone just kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth. It it uh, it's a branding <laughs> challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is it is d- economically doing great. really, yeah, really, doing great. Well, really well, right? And Very so well. it's the new place to go. Mm-hmm. You can't find a place to park, uh, right. <laughs> which is why your walking tour works so well yeah. in that. Mm. So you walk them around all of that and give them the history. How far do you get away? I mean, because walking's a bit of a challenge, right? Uh, you know, it's surprisingly not. When you're stopping every few hundred feet to eat <laughs> nobody's <laughs> counting the steps yeah, yeah. <laughs> right it's not that difficult we walk from uh enterprise fish company and we kind of walk around that neighborhood show them the old fig tree and all of that right. oh, take nice. them in the long way and then the back way to american ale too and then nice. kind of just circle around that neighborhood there for about two three blocks we don't go that far in but we are walking in a lot of circles basically sure and uh i would i Good guess. I think we're hitting around a, a little over a mile tops walking. It's not that far. Are you making it all the way over to Topa Topa? No, not, not that yet. Far. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. We're kind of letting them get their feet under them first. Smart, smart. Yeah. So, do you have repeat visitors? We do. Yeah, I'm finding we're starting to have some repeat visitors. We've had repeat cruise ship visitors mm, right. that did the same cruise and then did our food tour again because mm. they had such a good time the first time. Right. Uh, and then we also have the wine tour in the Presidio, and so we do get a lot of cross business that way as well. Do you you have multiple then you're you're multiple brands sort of going on here? Like there's there's the cruise ship tour, walking tour. That's one thing, and then the food tour. You have lots of different. How do we? Where do you keep all? Where do you keep your menu of all of the available things we can do with your company? In my head, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me. I'll make yes. something up for you. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, I really do keep it. A lot of it is just on my desk. Um, our basic menu is on the website. Sure. And then uh, after that, I mean, we just get so many calls from people who are not afraid to ask us to go off-road. Mm. You know, hey, we want to do this. Or, hey, you know, we've got a corporate group of 60 people. We want to do a, a progressive cocktail hour, and then we want to end with dinner somewhere, but we don't know where. Mm. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> let me tell ya. <laughs> we oh, you. We got you covered. And you're done. <laughs> Now, what a great business. Mm -hmm. And so let's go back five years ago and you like, could I get paid to do all of these things that I love? And we haven't even talked about the photography part, but is it, is it meeting up to the expectations you had or is it exceeding them? I think it's exceeding them. Uh, One of the things I did when I was on unemployment is I took the strength finders test. Oh yeah. You know, that Uh, book, the strength finders. Yeah, with Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of helpful because when you kind of come to a stall like that, you just don't really know where to go. And right. I was having a very millennial quarter life crisis of like, <laughs> I don't know who I am. And so I took the strength finders test and uh, I found I had, you know, these five strengths. Yep. And 
once I started applying them, even though I didn't know where they were going to go, just right. thought, I'm just going to apply these strengths into something. Yep. Doors will open. And it did. It did. And so you each trusted shoot that. that kind of turned into, um, well, it started as just a weekend gig. And then it turned into this full-time beast. <laughs> and the popularity of it was kind of crazy. It's still kind of crazy to me. And it keeps me so busy, but I, which I like, I found I don't do well with doing the same exact job every day over and over again. It's not for me. And then um, the challenge of being a business owner was actually more exciting to me Mm. than anything I had been doing Mm. before. Mm. And that is what I think has kept me so excited about doing this still. See, Five years later. Doesn't, but doesn't that seem like such an opposite of something they would have said to you in photography school, you know, long ago of like the, the old the old kind of myth of, of find something you love to do and you can and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's <laughs> and it's like it turns out that that as long as that, that part, the part that you love can be that one thing. And then the business can just be a whole different version of rewarding on its own as as running a business. Yeah. You know, I, what I heard a lot in the photo world was. Pick one thing and just do that. Yeah. Weddings. Those focus people. Portraits, whatever. Yes. And I just was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill myself if I have to shoot one more bouquet on a fence post. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. Oh, should, I, yeah, we, we haven't done that. I didn't see it on the calendar. Bouquets. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I need something different every day or I'm just not going to succeed in anything that I do if it's the Let same. me posit this to you because mm-hmm. uh, I was a chef and mm-hmm. so uh, did all of that. Been there, done that, right? Um, what I think it, we're alike in this area. So it was explained to me like why did I like institutional food service so much? It was like why would you like that? <laughs> well, in a restaurant the food is the same. Mm-hmm. It has to be the same. Right. And the people are different. In institutional food service, the people are the same because they're there for four years going to school or they're in the hospital okay. for two weeks or whatever it is. So the food has to be different. Hmm. And with you, what's interesting is the tour is the same mm-hmm. and there's some variety in that. Yeah. But it's mostly predictable in the same. You need it to be predictable in the same. You need to right. know, I'm going to take them there. It's going to be a five-star experience for them. They're right. going to love it. They're not going to go, geez, why don't I to pick this place? But the <laughs> people are different. And yes. you really like people. Love, yeah. Right? So that's, again, that's the allure is the thing that's mm-hmm. the variable there is, ooh, who is this group of people going to be? And then add right. that you do all these privates. Right, so you've got this business that's running really well that you can train people on how to do that really, really well. Yeah. But then all the custom work is is really fun. Yeah. I love that. So what's the, um, uh, I, the, my listener knows I love to talk about dragons. <laughs> like there is a dragon in this story. This story sounds really good, but there's a dragon. Who's your dragon? The thing that's you're like, oh my God, there's the dragon again. Your initial dragon was the recession. Uh-huh. So where's the dragon? Mm-hmm. Where's the conflict in this wonderfully sounding, storytelling, beautiful story? So the dragon at this point is staying on top. So I started this five years ago. Staying on top mean competitively. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started this five years ago. We were the only game in town. And I made the really dumb mistake, and I knew better, 
of resting on my laurels. And I, I did not go for the throat. And mm. I should have gone for the throat. Oh. I should have really charged ahead, cornered the market when I had the chance. And I didn't do it. And I, I knew what I was doing was wrong. But I really, I so dumb. I blame it on youth. I just thought I had so much time. <laughs> because nobody else was talking about it. Yeah. And the fact that I went to all these restaurants, they'd never even heard of a food tour. Mm-hmm. I had to convince them that this was what they wanted to do. Please let me pay you to bring you people. <laughs> Believe it or not, it was a hard sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, when then when someone a year later started one, she kicked my butt. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what was I oh. thinking? What was I thinking? Of oh. course somebody else would come in and do this too because this is the funnest job in the world. Mm-hmm. And you proved it was profitable in this market. Yep. You did all of the mm-hmm. R&D groundwork. I did. I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. And I made it so easy for somebody to walk right in and not necessarily copy what I was doing. But, I mean, if you're doing a food tour, you're doing a food tour. They're right. not too different um, with the exception of mine because of the photography. And also because yours is just the best. Oh. You have the nicest oh. tour guide. <laughs> right. And, and yes. you know all of the secret best places. Sure. Yeah. So that, uh, that business that came in, um, she actually closed up shop about a year in. Oh. She had work ADD, as she told me, and moved to, um, you know, I don't know, some remote island and is now a scuba instructor. But oh. I, <laughs> Great. I did tell but her. But you're I not going to let that happen again. I called her and thanked her. And I said, thank you for giving me a run for my money oh. because it's put us back on top and I it's gonna make me work that much harder mm, and yeah. just like right hot on her heels were two other food tours that moved into town and then you know the competition just really heat up again and I but you're ready this, this time. time I was ready yeah yeah this time I was ready and I feel we're really we're doing really well and that's my dragon I feel like every day I get up and I'm like okay Get back in the ring. <laughs> because because yes. this isn't this isn't like a piece of intellectual property that you just kinda of put right. out in the world once. Like it's not like no, you're writing exactly. a song and There's then you no get to own the rights. Yeah. No. Right, nope. right. This is this is you just have to be better at this. Right. Yeah. Than, than you constantly else. Have it's a service to be delivery thing. Yeah. It is a service delivery thing. Yeah. And yeah. keeping it relevant, I think, is also really tricky because photography's always changing. I mean, look how much has changed in the last twenty years. We went from film to digital to everything is now on your phone. Everybody's carrying a camera. Everybody's a professional now because Mm. of Instagram. You can be a professional. You get the right audience and people like your photos enough. You're a pro. And you can charge people a lot of money. Right. (laughs) I always always try to equate this to like, imagine if you're, you're, you know, like an an artist, a painter, and -hmm. you're really into your craft and you're really into your your, your art and what you make. and, And then somebody comes out with an app. (laughs) <laughs> that that ev- that every single person from the age of thirteen to seventy is suddenly carrying around making paintings. Yeah, and it's just like, and, and now you walk up to somebody and you go, "I'm a painter." Oh, me too. Oh, <laughs> me too. I've got I've got right. a huge following for right. my paintings. I mean, right. think about yeah. photographers right. and that struggle of like, they they were they were. Um, simultaneously, everybody wanted to be like them, so they were simultaneously emulated and then also reduced yeah. to to being mm-hmm. into the, like you're in the crowd mm-hmm. now. You're just mm-hmm. one of us. Yeah. How could you possibly stand out? Mm-hmm. We have look at what I can do with mm-hmm. my gear. It was so unreachable. It was so ungettable before. Mm-hmm. It was this really mystifying craft that involved art and science and math, and it was really you know it was tricky. You would buy a nice camera, but you had no idea how to use it and 
there's numbers on the lens. There's numbers on the top of the little dialy thing. And (laughs) (laughs) then you got to figure out the math with the film. And now it's like you you don't have to think about any of that. Touch the screen. It's Mm -hmm. too dark. Touch the little shadowy area. And then the whole thing lightens up. Fix it after the fact. (laughs) The new the new 7S plus whatever Mm -hmm. has like has like field where they take, you know, multiple focus fields where you can do the focus after the fact. Yeah. Like that's light field or whatever. It's like, oh my god, that's yeah. a terrible. It's idea. too easy. It's so too I'm easy. I'm curious because uh, I want I want to talk about your book last. But one hundred things there, to do in Santa Barbara before I, you die. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> um, what I'm thinking that there's uh, ancillary products once they get back and they leave that you can sell them afterwards, like photo books, and that's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> and you're shaking your head. <laughs> here you nothing to sell Here afterwards. you are on the log ride. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, n- yeah, no, not that. God, I hate that one. You want to, everywhere. Dodging traffic. Here you are before the gondola, here you are after the gondola. Yeah. I would yeah. love that shot of like, here, here you are, you know, like like just running through traffic. That would be a great, a great right? from a traffic cam. That's <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. So there there's re- really nothing oh. to sell, and here's why: whatever I can sell them, they can take on their own phone. Mm-hmm. Think about the last time you bought one of those log ride photos. Yeah, you—it's been decades probably, right. because you can now just go up to that little screen at the end of the log ride and take a snap of it with your phone. It's just as good. It's just as good, mm. and and that's the whole point: is we're teaching them how to do it. So mm-hmm. it's, what, why am I going to sell it to them? They now know how to do it. But what we're selling them on is the city of Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And so we're selling them on coming back. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. not just being another vacation place, but now I felt like a local. I felt like I hung out with friends. Mm-hmm. I want to go back there because it makes me feel a certain way that other places do not. So we're selling them a feeling. My, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Let's spend a couple minutes on your book. Okay. Because it seems like you, you spent more than a couple minutes on and the you, book. And you get to ask the questions. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Patrick. Um, <laughs> hi, Patrick. Hi. Um, first off, really lovely to see a book because I, I, I feel like anymore so many people don't understand the legitimizer that is a book. So um, uh-huh. this is fantastic. And they can get this on the interweb? They can. They can get it on Amazon. They can also buy it locally at Chaucer's or the Book Den or Folio. Okay, so which is ni- all of the wonderful places to also go while you're in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Chaucer's great, great bookstore. Booked mm-hmm. in, booked in, one of the last great holdouts in downtown. Right. Love Was it. that like 80 years old? Yeah. How <laughs> do you? Okay, so when you're you're laying out this book and you're putting it together, how did you decide what to put up to mm-hmm. front load it? Mm-hmm. How did you kind mm-hmm. of? Core, the very first thing in the book. I, I what think, is it? Um, well, the the first thing, first thing. There's lots of first things, but um, uh, the first thing you really come to is do a taco crawl, and that's right in your wheelhouse. I love, I love that. That is, so he has a taco map. <laughs> <laughs> I have a taco map. It's a yes. map. It's a map of my 18 favorite places to get tacos in town. Oh yeah. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is a real thing. This is a thing we talk oh, this about. Is this great. We love tacos. But so how did how did you put it together? What was your what was the strategy and the discussion about what was going to go first? So Reedy Press uh, puts these out nationwide. They just started doing this maybe two years ago. This project is not that old yet. Um, Pretty much every single book is on version one across the U.S. And somebody had come on my wine tour, someone in the media, 
and she uh, had been offered this project, but she couldn't take it. She felt it was a conflict of interest with another project. So she said, hey, listen, um, you know, I know that you write for Newshawk, and I read your columns, and you really write the way that you talk. And yeah. I think that you're the right voice for this book. I'm going to pass your name on to the publisher, and, uh, you know, we'll just we'll see. So I got in touch with him. Long story short, um, I got the project, and he said, okay, here are the five categories, you know, food and drink, nice. um, arts and culture, I don't know, sports and recreation, whatever. And just go nuts on it. Try to stay away from festivals and things that only happen once a year. We want this to be an accessible book any time of the year. And uh, let me just tell you, <laughs> it was up to me to either have it just be a list for the city or for the county. Oh. When you decide to include the county, that's a big list. Right. <laughs> There's right. a lot of stuff to do here. A hundred is a truncated list. Yeah. So well, that's good because that leads you towards the uh, the next hundred or a hundred one right. or whatever the sequel will be. Right. Here's when you when you when you talk about your your style of um, of writing. I want you. Can you read? Can you read number seventy nine? <laughs> Pet a swell shark at the sea center. Did you want me to read this yes. little snippet here? Ever wanted to swim with the sharks? Well, you can't do that at the sea center, but you can pet one. And you can pet a bat ray, sea cucumber, anemone, and starfish, too. Drive on to Stern's Wharf, one of the last drivable piers in the U.S., and park on the boardwalk. Then walk over to the sea center that hangs out on its own section of the wharf, where you'll see a collection of sea life up close, pet sea creatures, and even get a chance to dig through the ocean floor. After you're done playing with the fish, head upstairs to view the various species of jellyfish and their ballet-like movements. On your way back down, be sure to let the kitties stop at the marine puppet stage to put on their own show. And I, I love that. First off, the opening was so that that's pet a swell shark. <laughs> you know, yes. like gets me like, and that's and that's the language that's throughout. Is this is this? You're gonna have a good time. You know that from the title. You know that we're gonna mm -hmm. go out and have a good time. And that I mean, even and you covered that. That's such a that I've had that very similar adventure with with kids and I, I think that's you you really nailed it you mentioned something you said um book as a legitimizer mm -hmm. and i'm in the process of a, several different conversations around people are like why haven't you written a book mm. and it's like there's there's so much to all of that but mm -hmm. i just i want to we could do a whole show on that but on why you haven't written a book <laughs> exactly no come on yeah pile on yeah uh, <laughs> this is um I think that that's a uh, thing that legitimizes you as the expert on things to do in Santa Barbara. It has helped. Right? But it didn't, that's, you didn't start, it didn't, one didn't follow the other. It was, you started this, you had mm -hmm. a vision. So now I'm just kind of talking to our entrepreneur who's listening right now. It's like there's some, there was some pivotal moment in life mm -hmm. that got you to rethink. You thought, you took the right thing, not like what, not be opportunistic. What could I do? It's like, no, what would I love to do? Yeah. Now, five years later, you're loving every minute of it. You, you're loving being an entrepreneur. You're carrying the gene pool that you're, you yeah. were given uh, <laughs> farther, right? You know, in terms of doing the family proud, they must be mega proud of you, I, I could imagine. Um, you're helping the, the region, right, by calling attention to the region, which we, mm -hmm. we love as well. Big part of this show is calling attention to the region and why you would want to come here. In our case, it's the, the many smart people and fascinating people that we get to talk to. We have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. How, do, how does someone find you on the interweb? 
You can go to eatthisshootthat.com. Did you come up with the name first and then the URL? Or did you, because that's a, that's challenging now, right? When you're coming yeah. up with yeah, a business. Who gets the dot like, com anymore? That's yeah, pretty impressive. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I did. I came up with the name first. I just was brainstorming one night of, you know, hey, if I'm going to do this, what do I name it? And I thought, well, what are we going to be doing? Let's just have what we're doing right in the title. I didn't want a generic name that had Santa Barbara in the title, although that would have helped mm. me greatly with Google. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect, I'm like, well, hmm, shoot. Right. But uh, eating and shooting, and it's catchy. Eat this, shoot that. Yeah, no, and, no, it's very catchy. Yeah. I mean, and then I, again, I did some research on this category and found that you, you know, of all of the brands, it looks most fun and vibrant and alive. And it's like, oh, I want to go do that, right? Because I, I love all of that. But <laughs> you're already doing it, and you're doing it really well. Tara, thank you for joining the show. Thanks for We really me. appreciate it. Um, our listener, and we've got some foodies. We actually have a chef, Isa. Isa is one of our private chefs who listens, who loves the show. Isa, Hi, Isa. I know you've been waiting for this part um, where we're going to ask Tara to name this episode. So someone's mm. looking through our list of over 130 shows now, and mm. they and we have several food shows. I'm kind of like that. But what is it? What's the title of the show? Oh, Get someone man. to really want to listen to it. You know, I listened to one of your shows before I came on here, and I knew this question was coming. <laughs> and I was this whole time I've been racking my like, brain. What am I gonna really? Say? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Um, Mar- Mark and I just did the, the look yeah. at each other like we already no, we know, know. But what go ahead. Is, but. Uh, well, if you already know. <laughs> well, so Mark always says this. Maybe this will help. He always says, you know, in three or four words. Oh, brother. F- how um, about four words? How about four words? Well, part of our tagline is eat like a local, shoot like a pro. Okay, that's more than four words. Yeah, right. but I like it. <laughs> yeah, that could be. If the, you could narrow that, that down to like a, like a company name, what would you call it? Local Eats. You're so good at this. Eat this, shoot that. It's the name of your show. <laughs> Why would we name it something else? It's so good. Eat this, shoot that. But I like eat like a local, shoot like a pro. That's going to be my that's my a great subhead. tagline. Yeah, Tara, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Good luck to you. And uh, all the people. So now what you have, mm-hmm. you have some more content because you can put this show on your website. She doesn't yes. need any more content. She's, no, <laughs> she's got plenty of content. <laughs> but you can have the people listen to this so they can fall in love with you and feel like they're their new best friend mm. yeah. when they come on the sh- when they come into Santa Barbara. Oh, my God. Are we going to make the next book? Go on a podcast. Oh, go on a po- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. I love that. So I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pulse String Press. If you're interested in partnering with our podcast, send us a note, partner at 805connect.com. And Patrick, yeah. um, uh, Isa is wondering how she could help us <laughs> right now. Isa, <laughs> first off, call your mom. She misses you, um, and uh, she's been waiting all day for you to pick up the phone. It'll just take five minutes. Don't worry. Um, and then the other thing, and that goes for all of you out there, call your mothers. They miss you. And then secondly, um, go back into our back catalog. Uh, find a show. Uh, if this is your first time uh, listening to us, we have hundreds yeah. of other shows. Uh, go listen.
listen to some of them, they, many of them have this uh, same happiness to them. Uh, rate, write, review. Write us a review. There's nothing you could do more for us uh, that would be more important than letting somebody else know uh, that you enjoyed this show, and especially us. So write to Mark. Let him know. He loves hearing from you. I do. I get emails all the time with uh, ideas for guests, and uh, that is great because I'm s- booking 16 weeks out now. So we've got lots of guests, lots of people to get on the show. Who's it- who, our booker? Amy. Thanks, Amy. You're Amy, the best. Amy, she is the best. Um, if you've got an idea, drop us a note, mark at 805connect.com. Thank you so much. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. Mm-hmm.